Welcome to episode one of the Hellhounds of Horror podcast. Tonight we got a spooky treat for your ass. But before we get into that, I believe introductions are in order. I'm David, also known as Inner Sanctum of Slime on Instagram. And yes, I am single. And yes, I am ready <laughs> to make the ladies tingle. What's up, everyone? My name is John. I don't sound like the other guys on this podcast because I'm not from the US. I'm actually from a weird country called Scotland. Uh, that a lot of people love. There's a lot of mythology in Scotland, which we'll get into a little bit later. But you can follow me on Instagram at, at HorrorFiendJohn. And uh, I also do some YouTube videos. I have a channel called Horrorfiend Reviews, but I've been pretty inactive lately, so don't expect much. What's going on, guys? This is Al from Al's Horror Shop on YouTube. I, too, am also very inactive on there. It's Practically Dead channel. But every now and then I'll throw some shit on there. Uh, I also have Instagram, Owls underscore horror underscore shop. Um, these are my fucking boys, and we're doing the fucking goddamn thing. We're doing the goddamn thing. That's that's exactly it. We're doing the goddamn thing. It's been a it's been a while since we've really done anything. Uh, we have a live stream show called Hellhounds of Horror, where we would review movies, we'd interview celebrity guests. So rather than doing the live stream thing, we thought we'd give a give a try at the whole podcast thing so welcome just since this is our first episode we're just all going to talk about our three favorite horror movies so david you want to go first sure why not so my top three movies are just going to be straight from nostalgia alone there's more movies that i could have put in this top three list but since i can only pick three i'm just going to pick the three the thing is always going to be number one i have a story to this okay so getting stoned at my house one day right me and some buddies my buddy is like really like intense times 10 when you're high or when he's high, you know, when you're just kind of just like low chilling, this guy's off the walls, bouncing back and forth. Anyways. So he comes in, right? He goes, H we got a new movie to watch. My friends call me H don't ask anyways. So he comes in, he's all, I got this new movie to watch. It's going to trip you the fuck out. My friend, my boy, he told me that this movie will fucking carve you a new asshole. And I was like, all right, well, what movie is it? And he goes, it's The Thing. And I was like, well, what's The Thing? I had never seen it. I didn't get to watch it when it first came out. I didn't get to watch it till like my junior, senior year of high school, right? So he said, let's watch it. It's from the 70s. It, the graphics are probably not all that great, but let's watch it anyways. You know, we're going to smoke a couple of blunts. We're going to get right into it. We're watching this movie and oh my God, this movie, to me, the the graphics that they use were way ahead of its time. And scared the shit out of me the first scene where the dogs started coming in contact with the with the alien being and they all started just kind of like forming together and howling and screaming and everything it was crazy i was shitting a brick it was a brown brick made of doo-doo and peanuts and it, it was just horrible and it was frightfully entertaining and i only watch it when i'm stoned but to name my other top two this one is nostalgic to me, too, because I grew up watching um, those shitty horror movies that would come out on HBO when Tales from the Crypt would come out every week on HBO or every weekend, whenever it was. So Highway to Hell came out one night, and we stayed up and we watched it. It was that 10 o'clock movie that comes out on Saturday or Sunday. And fucking, I had no idea until years later that C.J. Graham was fucking Hell Cop. Like, it took me a long fucking time to realize that. And... Uh, just the the idea of the story 
on going to hell and all the weird parodies that you know you see down there and there was a lot of actors in there who were nothing like ben stiller and his dad they were nothing at that time and they were just making cameos in that movie and that movie sticks with me um the other one is john carpenter's vampires i love john carpenter's vampires um I don't know if I had to pick a vampire movie, that'd be my vampire movie. Honestly, if not, I mean, I, I like 30 days of night because I mean, it's nonstop action and just blood and spit and ass everywhere. But John Carpenter's vampires is, is my vampire movie. So those would be my top three. My top three favorite horror movies. A lot of people will probably know this. If you've seen any previous Hell House of Horror shows or you've seen my Instagram uh, you'll know that my all-time favorite horror movie is actually Nightbreed, which is by Clive Barker. I actually saw this movie on Netflix maybe three years ago, and the cover art, which is on the Scream Factory release, was the poster that they had on Netflix, like the icon for it. And just every time I would scroll past it, and it just caught my eye every single time. And I just never, I never put it on. So one day I just finally just bit the bullet. I was like, what the fuck, man? I need to watch this fucking movie. So I put on Nightbreed and was blown away instantly. I was just so madly in love with this movie. I was a huge Hellraiser fan before. Clyde Barker is a genius. So I instantly fell in love with Nightbreed. So much so I own the VHS, Screen Factory Blu-ray, the Mondo print, I have posters, I have Fangoria magazines. Like I'm, I'm obsessed with this movie. So that's that's up there as my number one. I'm also a huge slasher fan. So another one of my one of my favorite movies is an '80s slasher called The Burning, which is a rip off of Friday the Thirteenth, pretty much because it came out roughly about the same time, maybe a few years after. And it's uh, Tom Savini did the effects. So uh, there's a lot of the effects that he used in Friday the Thirteenth. He used in The Burning, which is fantastic, phenomenal early Savini work. Uh, absolutely loved it. Jason Alexander, who was in Seinfeld and Shallow Hal, one of his early movies, he's in this. Absolutely loved it. Loved the gore. Uh, loved Cropsy, which is the villain in it. He uh, is super, super creepy. So that would be my number two. And then third on my list, it's going to be John Carpenter's Halloween. I'm a huge, again, huge slasher fan. But John Carpenter's Halloween was one of the first horror movies that genuinely scared me. It's not a scary movie when you watch it now, but as a young boy, the one scene that uh, that really got me was when Jamie Lee Curtis's character looks out the window and she sees Michael Myers in the back garden with the laundry flowing in the in the in the background drying, and he's standing there, and for some reason that just spooked the shit out of me fucking scared the hell out of me and I had to turn the movie off and couldn't watch it for weeks. I couldn't watch it for weeks. Couldn't bring myself to do it. Finally, I did it and really, truly understood what a masterpiece this is and what a genius John Carpenter is. So, David, I also love Vampires. That's a fucking great pick. Such a great fucking movie. I have some mahogany right now just even thinking about it. But yes, those are my, those are my top three horror movies. So here's my three. I'm gonna have a few controversial things to say. Uh, my first, one of my first out of the three favorite horror movies I got is these two fuckers should know Friday the 13th Part Five. If you're a new listener, just know I am balls deep in love with this fucking movie. Yes, I know it's a fake ass Jason Voorhees. I know that, but 
the comedy in it, Demon and his little fucking retarded ass brother, who's always screaming like a little bitch, is just too entertaining for me. And the whole thing with the mom and the son, the retarded son, you know, he's a little bitch too. And I just can't fucking, I can't get enough of this film. Me and John always go back and forth because he loves part six. He's a six fan. Die hard. Can't say shit to him about nothing. He's going to fucking go against all odds with this fucking part six movie. And I'm going to go the same with part five, even though I, I know it's ass. The nostalgia is there for me because it's one of the, it was the first Friday 13th movie I've seen. So give me some fucking slack, guys. All right. And the second one, call me a fucking poser if you want. It's the It 2017 movie. I can't fucking stand the 1990s. Tim Curry version. Yes, I know Tim Curry's in a wheelchair and he's all he's all banged the fuck up. I know that. You know, peace to him. Unfortunate medical situation going on. But I cannot fucking stand the OG Pennywise movie. And I really, I came, I came within myself spiritually to finally come at my odds end and say I think the 2017 is better. Of course, there's some nostalgic moments in the 1990s version. 2017 to me is just better. Kiss my ass. All right. Um, the new one's coming out soon. That's gonna, that's probably gonna blow this one out of the out of the water, box office wise. I think a lot of hype behind it, and they have some good actors in it that are playing the adults. So love it. Love 2017 version. And I got a story for the next one since everyone has stories for their faves. Um, Subspecies is the third one. Um, Full Moon Productions OG vampire movie. Not as not no nowhere nearly as good as John Carpenter vampires at all. But subspecies. So here's a story of a little kid. I saw my dad watching it, and it was the first boob I ever seen as a child. And the vampire was sucking on that chick's neck. He had these long fingernails, which were creepy, and these long teeth. And he moved her shirt, and her boob was there. I immediately got my ass whooped for seeing a boob for the first time. And then he was biting the boob, sucking the blood out of the boob. Letting us young boys think that there's blood in boobies. So, there's that. Um, the fact that he could break his fingers and turn them into demons and get him off the hook. You know, I wish I wish uh, the times I was in jail, I, I could do that. So, so the guys can open up the cell, let me out. But, it's fiction. So. Um, Subspecies is an underrated horror movie as far as vampires go. I wish we could interview the fucking dude that played him, Mr. Radu. But he's literally old as shit. He's doing, like, all my children. Fucking, uh, grandma novellas type shit. So, I don't think it's going to be possible. But, yeah. Friday 13th Part 5, It 2017, and Subspecies. Those are my three picks. Mm. Fantastic choices, gentlemen, all the way around. I mean, everybody had some good choices. Me and John kind of picked the same movie on one of those choices with uh, John Carpenter's Vampires. Anything John Carpenter makes is really good. I don't give a shit what anybody says. All his movies are fucking good. Facts. I, I can't think of one bad movie that he made, and if I can't think of it off the top of my head, it's probably because I don't remember it. So, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so now um, we're going to go ahead and talk about the, the earliest um, memory we have as far as, like, uh, as, as a horror movie. I'm going to give you two. I'm going to give you my earliest horror movie memory and my earliest horror memory if you don't know already my earliest um horror movie would be the monster squad i saw that with my uh, my cousin she introduced it to me when i was like eight or nine years old 
um, I was visiting in Dallas for one summer and um, she showed me this movie and it stuck with me because it was kids my age fighting fucking universal monsters of all fucking things, right? So, I mean, how can you not love that movie? You kind of had to have watched it at the time when you were a kid to get that feeling. If if you didn't if you're trying to watch it now, you never watched it, you're probably going to think it's the stupidest fucking movie ever because it it just it's a nostalgic movie, that's all I can say. And anything you watch now as a young person, you'll see it nostalgic about 10, 20 years from now too, so whatever. But yeah, so Monster Squad would be my choice. Now, my earliest horror memory is is uh, unfortunately seeing my grandmother naked running down the hall. One well, she wasn't running down the hall, but I was coming out of the restroom and she was going to her room. Grandma was butt naked, yo. Totally traumatizing. That's the real fucking horror in in the world today is running into your grandma in the middle of the night when you're trying to take a piss and you're trying to make it back to the bed and old lady comes around the corner titties hanging down to the knees because she's old as fuck scary shit dude it's like beef jerky with titties just walking around i i, I can't i can't oh oof, uh. <laughs> oh my god that's fucking incredible man do you know it was funny as well i think me and david have got a lot of parallels here because i have a early horror movie memory and an early horror memory very similar to that but not seeing my grand naked it's quite the opposite. So my earliest uh, horror memory, honestly, like it's not a movie. It's from the X-Files. And it was the episode where they have Tombs on the show. Tombs is this shapeshifter who has these bright yellow eyes. And I, my mum is a huge X-Files fan. And she used to watch it all the time. And there was one time she was watching it on VHS, uh, which I actually got the same VHS recently. And it was like a special, like, best of sort of thing, which has two episodes on it. I snuck in the room and hid behind the couch and saw my mum watching this episode. And the one thing I saw as soon as I popped my head up out the, from the back of the couch was Tim's bright fucking yellow eyes staring right into my soul. I fucking felt that shit. I felt like he was shape-shifting inside my anus. It scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. And from then, it kind of gave me this feeling, man, I like being scared. Not because I had shapeshifters in my anus, but because it just it just gave me some sort of feeling. I just it scared the shit out of me, and I just loved that feeling after that. So... That's when I transitioned to horror movies and saw a ton. My mum's a huge horror movie fan, so she got me into them. Similarly, another horror moment for me was when I was uh, younger. I used to sleepwalk a lot, and one night I'd been out drinking and fell asleep butt-ass naked. And I went to go and use the bathroom, tripped on the top stairs, and fell right down to the bottom. Buck-ass naked. So my grand thought there was a burglar in the house. So she comes running at her bedroom, turns the downstairs light on, and sees me with my fucking chocolate starfish poking out, fucking cocking balls everywhere, on the ground, spread eagle. She's just like, John, is that you? And I'm just laying there in pain, just screaming, oh my God. Fucking fell down the stairs. Also woke up from sleepwalking, which is another horrifying experience. But yeah, my grand seen me fucking butt-ass naked. 
yeah, she she was just traumatized from that. I couldn't look her in the eye the next day. It was it was very strange, but she got over it. She was a midwife, so she didn't really give a shit. She just was making sure I was okay. <laughs> but yeah, that was a horrifying experience for me. <laughs> I can actually understand her pain because can you imagine? I mean, the the horror that I felt the next day, waking up, going to the kitchen. My grandma's over there making bacon and eggs and shit, but you've already seen her naked, so you just picture as a beef jerky old <laughs> lady with titties hanging, and she's just making you bacon and eggs. They didn't taste better; they tasted worse that day. So, so what's more embarrassing? You're, you 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 seen your grandma's big floppy Dumbo ears, or your fucking ass out chocolate covered starfish, prison pocket asshole, in your grandma's seat back? What's more embarrassing? I don't know. There was an embarrassing. Um, moment to my scenario because it happened and there was kind of like a slight meetup in the hallway. It was more like, what are you doing to wake up, and Get to bed. But she was still naked. It didn't make any sense. So I ran off to bed in fear. So I, I don't know if it was an embarrassing moment. It was still kind of a fearful moment. How old were you? I uh, must have been like seven. I'm maybe? trying to imagine a seven-year-old David running they- <laughs> from his grandma. <laughs> You you remember that that uh, that meme that comes out with that little boy in the green uh, onesie that w- that says when the tacos are ready and he's fucking dancing with his arms going up yeah, and down yeah. and he looks just like me. Picture that little kid running away from his naked grandmother. Chase him with her beef jerky chest. Yeah, with their beef jerky chest. Ain't no sweet and sour beef jerky either. That's uh uh-uh. that's that tangy shit. That's that that's that zebra butthole fucking that's, Angus bullshit. That's from Bucky's whenever we drove it all the way to fucking John. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's that Bucky's lower shelf shit. Yeah. That ain't no top shelf beef jerky. That's from the back. Oh, we got some more in the back. I don't know if we have any in <laughs> We got some expired shit in the back. You want that? <laughs> and then you then your grand said yes, and then she sellotaped it to her fucking chest. <laughs> I'm getting chills just thinking about. Oh, uh, uh, what? What are your? Uh, what's your early horror memory or horror movie memory? So I got one. Um, I'm sure everyone here, or maybe everyone here is listening right now, has seen Pinocchio's Revenge. So it's pretty much a knockoff ass Chucky movie with way less money, super low budget. Uh, whenever I was a child, I was watching that on VHS, and I wasn't supposed to be watching it. My mom's at work. I'm watching the shit. This chick is coming out of the shower. Right. And she has full bush. This is a grown ass woman. My first time seeing a whole naked body. I was from like six or seven, maybe a little later than that. And whenever she came out, I was looking around and who the fuck do I see behind me? It's my fucking grandma. I don't know what's up with grandmas and us three. We got one with beef jerky boobs, one who got a straight up cock and ball vision, but. My grandma watched me look at a bush. And we ain't, we ain't talking about no, that shit was cleaned up. No, that shit was furry. Straight up uh, black man Afro furry. And I got my ass tore the fuck up. And that's probably the earliest memory I have of that besides seeing uh, Freddy Krueger for the first time. Nightmare on Elm Street. My dad was on the couch and the arm stretched scene was scratching the walls. And he said, get the fuck out of here, Tiong. And I stayed in the hallway. And continued watching the rest. So it was good. But that Pinocchio's Revenge stuck out the most. It's one of those things that gets stuck in your brain. So I was uh, scarred by the bush, so to speak. 
which is hilarious because you just mixed me and David's stories, kind of, because you're watching Phil Bush as a young child and your gran walks in. So, like, that's, like, fucking crazy shit, man. Between y'all and me, I'm, we're probably about a good six or seven years apart, but still close enough to where y'all can... Well, I don't know John, because John grew up in Scotland, so he had different programming, but I would probably understand um, fucking watching Tales from the Crypt at night, and those fucking episodes were fucking scary, because as as a kid, all those fucking stories were kind of creepy in their own way, dude, so it's like, I, I don't know. Tales from the Crypt sticks out for me, too, as far as watching scary shit when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, that's, like, that's a great example as well, like... Uh, things like Are You Afraid of the Dark was yeah. a huge thing as well. Yeah, Eerie, Eerie Indiana too. I don't know if you ever saw that. That was pretty good as well. I never saw it, but I heard of it. Yeah, uh, dude. If if you ever get a chance, it came out slightly once for like a month on uh, on Amazon Prime, and then it just went away. But it's pretty good. So okay. here's a question for y'all. Here's a good question for y'all. If y'all were a serial killer. What weapon would you fucking use? Would you would you just use something practical or would you just get super creative and just use something off the wall or would you just go old school? For me personally, I think I would do an axe, dude. Honestly, I mean, an axe is pretty simple. Now, if if I could get my hands on Stormbreaker, well, I'd be fucking fucking some people up, dude. No, nonstop. I'd be flying around like Fat Thor fucking eating guacamole and chips and tacos and all kinds of shit and still putting the hammer down so i i think an axe is the perfect weapon because you got enough stick to fucking grab it with two hands you can just fucking go full force right in somebody between the eyes and just obliterate their fucking ass it's just like one and done you can even throw that motherfucker how fucking awesome is that that motherfucker's running away and you're too fat and slow like me to run after them so you just fucking throw the axe and placate they're just, they fucking hit the ground. That's it. It's todo finito. Game over. Your ass is grass. Dick to dirt. Game over. <laughs> oh, dick to dirt. Love it. If I was going to say that off the top of my head, I'd probably go for an axe as well. My thought process on killing someone would be that I'd have to get myself in a really, like, fucking messed up mindset to, to kill someone, honestly. So I think one of the most vicious ways would be using an axe it's just such an intimidating fucking instrument of pain even though it's practical because it's uh it's used to like chop down fucking wood and doors and shit like that and it's to get people to safety but just as a weapon of violence it's just one of the most terrifying also as well after watching american psycho that's one of the greatest axe kills of uh, cinema and victor crowley you know hatchet and my axe, fucking Gimli, man! Like some of the, some of the great people in cinema have used axes to kill people. So, like, I'd go axe as well. To be boring, I'll go axe as well. Hmm. Axe seems like y'all love fucking axes. Y'all love y'all some axes. Uh, my source is a little bit different. Um, uh, uh everyone stop what they're doing. Go to this infamous Instagram page called First Jason. The weapon I would use is his beautiful machete keyboard guitar thing. That fucking work of art that that beautiful range of Ari Lehman uses to make beautiful music, I would totally fucking fuck people up with that thing. If you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, look up on YouTube. <laughs> look up on Instagram. 
he's the most charismatic Jason Voorhees that I know, in my opinion. But he has this fucking keyboard that literally has a machete attached to it. It's a, obviously a prop type machete, but it's just amazing to look at. Although, if uh, I was going at a match between these three fuckheads, uh, boom, I flip it around and it's a machete. It's kind of a win-win. That's what I would choose as far as a uh, weapon. You know, it's, it's funny. When you said that an axe would destroy a machete, honestly, see if you just aim a machete like a slightly lower, you're going to clip the axe, chop the wood off it, and it's going to take the top off, and it renders it useless. So actually, I think the machete might be a stronger killing machine. You definitely got the swing to it. I mean... Yeah, because you know, with the axe, you have to mainly use two hands. Machete, mm-hmm. I can swing that bitch. And I might have a little more agility to it. I actually got a wheel haymaker wield that bitch it could be like a text chance massacre versus michael myers scenario i think when i chose the axe i had my health in mind it's just good exercise <laughs> if i had to like choose between that or something else the next thing that i would use is a fucking chainsaw just that sound man that it's terrifying like you know besides of the possible chance of running out of gas Yes. Uh, that's the downfall. I think every weapon has a downfall. Like Michael Myers' weapon, it's very small. He has to get close to you. Versus uh, Jason, he can wield his machete and get you a nice little distance away. I don't know, they all have their, their ups and downs. Like life. And the good thing is, with an axe, you can throw an axe, because it's top-heavy. So it's going to go further, and it's going to fly at people. And it's most likely going to hit them. Yeah, I feel like if I threw an axe at you, it would not work <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're going to get hit by the handle. You might get a bruise behind your head. Nothing major. Just some ice pack action. And I feel like the axe would completely miss you because I don't know how to throw it. And on top of that, with an axe, I mean, you can kind of maim a little bit because you don't have to hit him with the blade side. You can hit him with the blunt side on the other side and just beat the living shit out of him. Which is scary. It's scary, yeah. This, this conversation is kind of scary. I think if somebody had pissed me off to the point, I would just beat the shit out of him with the blunt end and then just take the final strike at the end with the blade side. There you go. What's a good axe film? Oh, let's see. Ooh, there was that scene in Resident Evil where the fucking zombie was walking around with the axe as a crutch. Oh, yeah. But it didn't technically use the axe, though. It was just using it as a crutch, though. Another horrible, like, instrument is a sledgehammer, like... Even just the name, Sledgehammer, sounds badass. That's another top heavy weapon. Hell yeah. You can't swing that and expect to fucking be accurate. That was my stripper name back in the day, Sledgehammer. <laughs> top heavy. Yeah, the American play. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an American stripper. Sledgehammer, come Sledge to the stage. Can you imagine being the DJ and you're like, next up. He's from fucking set. He's from Texas. <laughs> Texas it's sledgehammer. He's slinging that meat. Yeah. And then David comes out, grabs that pole. Remember Detroit Rock City? The kid was a uh, stripping for with for the kiss. kiss oh the kiss, no kiss. shit! Yes, yes. Yep. That's fucking him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've definitely got some stripper moves. So let me ask y'all this. Are you a fan of dragons? Dragons in particular? Have you ever ridden a dragon before? I've never ridden a dragon before. It's a common Scottish misconception. We don't actually have dragons. But 
the national animal of Scotland is the unicorn. Really? Absolutely. So let me ask you this. If you had to pick like a like a favorite mystical creature, would would you say it's a unicorn because you're from Scotland? Unicorns are cool, I'll say that. But my favorite mythical creature being from Scotland may actually be the Loch Ness monster. Yeah? Did you did you ever visit Loch Ness? Uh, I've been to Loch Ness a couple of times and uh it's just very it's a very eerie place like the the best way that I can describe it is at the end of Lord of the Rings. I know there's a lot of Lord of the Rings chat for this uh, this first episode, but the end of Lord of the Rings where Sam and Frodo escape that orc. Oh, when, and they're like uh, Sam's drowning. No, when they when they jump on the when they on the boat and they go away on that big huge lake. Oh yeah 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 okay. That part that's what Loch Ness is like. Really? It just it's very wooded and like very eerie. It's very dark water. There's like a mist that goes over the top of it. That's what I was gonna say. Is it pretty foggy all the time like that? A little bit, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's a it's a creepy place, man. If you ever visit, if you ever visit Scotland, that's definitely a place to go to. It's definitely on the bucket list. I want to go to Scotland. Hell yeah! What about you, David? What would be your uh, favorite mythical creature? My favorite mythical creature? Oh man. That's a good question. Um, I don't want to be all fucking by the book here and shit and say vampire. I, I respect a vampire and, and its mythology because as a person that wants to live forever, I would want to be bitten by a vampire. But I liked the concept of the tooth fairy in Hellboy because it was an actual tooth fairy, but like in a in a, in a morbid kind of way because they would still come for your teeth. But they ate you because they were after the um, they were after the calcium in your bones. So they usually went for the teeth first. That was the lore of it. Hence the tooth fairy. So I would say tooth fairy. I did not know that. That's that's fucking crazy. Yeah, because there's that. that part where they're sitting in the museum and they're attacking, and uh, and Abe Sapien he's talking. He's looking through the book on mythical creatures and demons and all kinds of shit, and he's talking about how that um that the lore with them is is that they have a an appetite for calcium which is why they always went for the teeth first and that's why they called it a tooth fairy because it was the most visible piece of of uh or bone or or you know thing that had calcium in it that was right. the easiest to get to albert what be your favorite mythical creature hmm. okay so i had to think really hard about this because there's literally hundreds of mythical creatures i have two in mind and I guess I'll, I'll say two of them is like 50 50 thing. So I looked up. <laughs> I looked up uh, a merman, right? So I was like, okay, a merman. They don't talk about merman that much. So you know how, okay, imagine Little Mermaid. The scales went from her feet all the way up to probably her belly button, right? And then fresh, the rest she was human. Well, according to myth, <laughs> a merman. Their their scales start from the tip of the feet, and then it cups the ass cheeks. So, for a merman, he is literally all human male ass cheeks, and then the rest up is all man. So, he gets, like, ass cheek man, and the bottom is scales. So, this dude, I guess he can literally shit out of his human ass. You know, because fish have that one little poop hole that has the mucus lining. But the merman has butt cheeks. And under the butt cheeks is scales, then the fin. So I thought that was pretty extraordinary. Why 
the mermaid women don't have that is beyond me. The second one would be a banshee. Um, I was once married to one, so I know all about... It's supposed to be a myth, but I think it's a real creature. This banshee um, entails... it's The banshee screams, which means death is soon to come. And I uh, am one of the people on, on this beautiful planet that have experienced banshee-like uh, situations, and they're pretty fucking scary. Like I said, hundreds of creatures that I could have chose. But those two really uh, stood by me, even though I don't have ash cheek scales. But if I did, that would be pretty fucking badass. And I want my scales to be rainbowish, like the rainbow fish from elementary school. Rainbow fish. I have nice. a question. And before before I go into my question, may I start out with shots fucking fired? I have a loaded pistol. Uh, yeah, it, it, and, I, I, and it's pointed at at someone. banshees. Apparently, apparently the banshees are the, are, are the enemy today. So so my question is here. We're talking about the merman, his scales, his, his booty, his booty right. hole. Right, right. Where's the merdick at? That's the thing. Whenever the front side came around from a 360 uh, model, it was all fucking, uh, it was straight up scales. So belly button scale, belly button scales were all the way to the feet, but the ass was out. So, so you mean to tell me my man was flat in the front like the Kendo? Yes. Damn, they did but, him dirty right. like that. But Shit. the dude looked, but the dude looked like he did his squats. You know, on Dumb and Dumber, he's like, "Damn, look at ass on that." He's like, "Yeah, you must work out." That dude had the ass of a merman. And wow. You know what? I'm comfortable with my sexuality, and I will say, if I had ass like that, I too would want my ass to be cuffed by scales. So. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Oh, the mayor, man. Well, well, since we're on the podcast, I will send y'all a quick picture of this merman. Fantastic. I know. Okay, look. I want y'all to quickly go to y'all's messenger on Facebook. And we are all all also on Facebook. So look at this merman's ass. Damn. See, I ain't gay neither, but that's an ass right there. That's, I think, I think ideally women would go for an ass like that. I feel like un, un, under this, this, this huskiness of a man, this burly, bearded, hairy man, I sport an ass like this. I, I, I like to think my ass is that fine. I've been told that I've got a ghetto booty like this. Yeah, you do have a ghetto booty. I do. <laughs> because we went to fucking we went to the lake house in Michigan with uh, all the freaky girls. There's been times where you were fucked up, and yeah, you had to strip to your skibbies. That is so, correct. That's correct. So. And also, I was standing outside on the balcony early in the morning yeah. with uh, my legs stretched and my buns of steel just yeah. out. Shout out to Freaky Girls, Laura, Victoria, Serena, and uh, Queenie, Ray, and all the mothers. All the mothers. They will love that. Make room for mommy. Make room for mommy. So... That's the end of our little introductory list that we have on paper. Yeah, this has been a, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, it's very different from from doing a live stream because uh, again we're live and there are maybe times where we can fill the gaps with just nonsense. So this is actually going to be pretty informative. I feel like uh, we're still going to say the most gnarly stuff on the internet. We're and we're still going to be ourselves, but honestly, like it's been a ton of fun doing this. I actually like doing this, and um, yeah, you, you're going to get a lot more shit from me, so uh, look forward to that. 
I like it for one reason. You can't read troll comments. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's just more of a personal connection with the boys type of thing. Yeah. Instead of like, hey, the comments are saying this, or, oh, we got 30 likes and 20 dislikes. You know, there's none of that. It's all straight audio. And uh, it's more, I think I like it more. I'm liking this more. And and don't worry, Viking Glorian or whatever the fuck your name was. Lofgren. Um, yeah, I'm I'm still gonna do it for you, brother. Um, shout out to Nick Gurr for them two dollar super chats. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh Another yeah. Time for the OG uh, subscribers. If you ever yeah. catch our live streams, you'll, you'll know who Viking Lofgren is. <laughs> My bad for fucking up the name. I couldn't remember the name for the life. <laughs> so um, what I'm guessing is we're all gonna regroup, and uh, the real first episode is gonna drop soon. Soon. We'll have a good one for you. Plenty of shenanigans. I'll have a story or two for you. Something fucked up. So I always have stories. Yeah, make sure I follow all of our social media handles to know when the episode will drop. And maybe even some questionnaires or y'all ask us questions and we'll answer them on this podcast. I mean, there's all kinds of things y'all can be into. Yeah, anytime that you want to share a story, question, or anything like that, um, like he said, just hit up one of our social media um, DMs, if you will. We'll definitely talk about it on the next episode, you know. We'll get to the down and dirty. We'll see what you're talking about, what kind of questions you got. And, yeah. But, yeah, honestly, like, uh, everyone, go and check out our social media. As David said, uh, we're at Hellhounds of Horror on Instagram. We do use Facebook periodically. Uh, so search for Hellhounds of Horror. We each have our individual Instagrams. Uh, so you will find those through Hellhounds of Horror as well. Uh, thank you for, for your time and thank you for sharing it with us. I know there's a lot of stuff that happens on a day-to-day basis and we're glad that you chose to listen to Hellhounds of Horror. Uh, we're we're going to pick up a proper format. We're going to do quizzes. We're going to do trivia. We're going to do um, movie reviews. We're going to have some celebrity guests on. We're going to we're gonna have a lot of fun with this. This is a new venture for us. So definitely check it out. Uh, we will be posting a lot on Instagram and Facebook for things like this. So you be sure to check that out to know when the next episode is going to come out of Hellhounds of Horror. So for me, John, thank you. Have a great rest of your day, evening, or morning. We'll catch your asses down the road. You know where you can find us deep in the pits of hell. Ha <laughs> ha